So there's 13 things that you need to know if you want to be successful with outbound. Whether it's cold calling, cold emailing, cold messaging. If you're trying to build an outbound system for your business to acquire clients and book appointments, this video is for you, my friend. I've booked thousands and I quite literally mean tens of thousands of appointments for myself and other people with outbound methods. It is the only thing that I've really paid attention to and listened to for the last like seven years of my life. And it's a very strange expertise to have, but I'm pretty confident to say that I know my shit when it comes to building outbound systems. So in this video, I'm gonna walk you through 13 things that have helped me acquire thousands, tens of thousands of appointments with outbound systems. They're pretty simple. They're very understandable and easy to comprehend. There's some in there that you'll probably never have heard of before and things that you won't have considered. But if you apply these 13 things to your outbound systems, you'll find that acquiring clients through an outbound system is significantly easier and it should alleviate a lot of pain and time and burden from your business. All right, there's gonna be ones that we'd never have expected them to be in there, which is cool. Yeah, my name's Charlie Morgan. I built and scaled two companies, mostly through outbound systems. Marketing agency, I scaled to seven figures and I now run a coaching business that does more seven figures a year. I make these videos to help you guys make client acquisition easy. I don't have a webinar or a free training to send you to, so don't worry. I hope you find this video useful and I'm gonna hop into the clip. Let's get started. So let's go through these 13 things. Now, if you don't know these or if you're missing a couple of them from your understanding of business and how it works, you will always find client acquisition difficult, especially through outbound. So if you're trying to build a cold email system or a cold calling or a cold messaging system or any sort of cold outbound system, these 13 things, if you're if you if you're missing one of them or two of them, you can just forget it, right? You need to know all of these. I wish I knew these when I was beginning. <laughs> it would have made my life a lot easier. But I now have the luxury in hindsight of having sent and made hundreds of thousands, like literally hundreds of thousands of outbound messages, emails, calls, and I've learned a thing or two. In fact, I've learned 13 things. I'm going to share them with you. This is actually from our program, in case you're wondering what these modules are, you know, we're, we're not going to refer to, to this. There's a few things. The first one is consistency. And this sounds so like trite. And now you're like, oh, Charlie, do I really want to watch the rest of this video if you're going to talk about things like consistency, volume, follow-up, result? It's, it truly is the case that like the fundamental things that you know are true are the things that matter. If you are inconsistent, it will not work. So instead of me vouching for how you need to be consistent, people are then like, well, Charlie, how do you become consistent? Like they think that consistency is this weird arbitrary characteristic that they need to develop that they don't know how to. It's like you don't focus on becoming consistent. You focus on not becoming inconsistent. And that is significantly easier to do. So if you focus on not having inconsistency, you naturally will have consistency. It's kind of like, how do you become focused? You just focus on not becoming distracted. If you basically, it doesn't matter how you feel or what happens, you must be consistent. And this is so basic and it's so like eye-rollingly like obvious, but it's the things that are obvious that people forget because everyone's so tied up and focused on like what shiny copy to have or what new automation they should use that they fundamentally forget that like consistency is the main thing. Forgetting about consistency is like trying to do bodybuilding, but then forgetting to eat clean. <laughs> or forgetting to eat properly. You know, if you want to be healthy, you only really need to focus on a few things like sleep, exercise, eating healthily, and then some stuff like getting sunlight. If you if you get the main stuff down, that's all that matters. So these five rules you can see on the screen here, consistency, volume, follow-up, result, and offer. Like if you get these right, most of everything else will fall into the place. 80% of your leverage will come from these four things. And 80% of that 80% comes from this first thing, <laughs> all right, which is consistency. The next one is volume. So if you if you understand, like, this is the thing is like people look at the word volume and they misconstrue what it actually means. They think that volume just basically means like sending lots of stuff. 
But you need to realize that if you actually understand what the word volume means from, from systems thinking, you'll understand that there's a relationship between the volume of inputs and the volume of outputs. So volume is the main thing. Like if you're take your like you, what what will happen when you build a cold outbound system is you will create an arbitrary number that you believe is satisfactory to your success. So you're like, I'm going to do cold calls. Okay, I'm going to set myself the goal of 40 cold calls a day. Now you have to understand that when you set a goal like that, you are naturally biased towards being pain avoidant, right? So any any volume-based goal you set for yourself immediately is going to be dampened and lowered by your natural pain avoidant mechanism. And it just, that's just how it works. So what you have to do after setting a goal is look at the number you've you've set for yourself, because everyone does this, and then basically just try and five exit. If you say you're going to do like 50 cold calls a day, do 250 a day, right? Like you, you need to ask yourself, how can we double the volume? How can I 10x the output of this? You just need to start thinking in inputs and outputs. Because if you've got, if you've got a system, and let's say it operates like a funnel, right? That's a good way to explain it. Because naturally, as quantities of variables convert, they will naturally reduce in size due to friction and loss of energy. That's just kind of how the world works, right? It's how systems work. You know, this, what you get down here, right, in terms of the result, is fundamentally restricted at the top level by the volume. So the, like, this is the big, this is where people think like, oh, my system's got a bottleneck. But the biggest bottleneck is almost always volume. And the great thing about volume right, the thing that actually goes into this system is that there is no limit to how much you can put in. It is fundamentally, I mean, there's, there's obviously going to be constraints in the market. You know, you have to just start thinking in this sort of input to output ratio, because if you put one piece in, it's only ever going to be possible that you get one piece out. But if you put 100 pieces in, it's possible you get 100 out. It's very unlikely because of the, the way that conversion works. But my point here is that if, you, if you're not looking for every opportunity to increase your volume, then you're essentially thinking in the wrong way. So whenever I look at a system for outbound, the first thing I do is ask myself how I can do more of the input. You won't want to because it's pain. And you're probably going to look at this after I've said this and say, yeah, I get your point, but not for my niche. It's pain avoidance, right? You have to learn to call yourself out on your own bullshit and stop believing your narratives and lies. If there's a part of you that thinks that volume isn't necessary because you want to hyper-personalize your stuff, it's because you're being pain avoidant. It's natural, it's normal, but you need to see it in yourself. The next thing is follow-up. You'll find most of your prospects are going to book after five to eight follow-ups and most of your replies are going to come on the second or third. So what this means is like if you're if you have someone who's replied positively to you, you need to expect to follow up on them like upwards of eight times before they reply to you. And then if you've got cold going out, it's going to take two or three touches to get them, right? Not much to say on this, but if you're not following up relentlessly, consistently with good volume, nothing really matters, right? So the next thing is result. So when you're talking about your service, you never want to talk about the details of your product or service. Always talk about the end result. You focus on the solution and the future they want, and you never get into the nitty gritty from an outbound perspective. So you have to understand that like when you are discussing, like you need to be a closed book. And this is very counterintuitive and idiosyncratic compared to what most people do. But when you're talking in an outbound world, when you're talking about your product or your service, it is imperative to your survival. <laughs> that you do not reveal details of how you do what you do. At the end of the day, people don't care about how you do what you do. They only care that you can. And if you talk about the nitty gritty or specific details about your services, and I'm talking like even high level details, 
Like, oh yeah, we use Facebook ads. Because as soon as you say something like that, the prospect is then like Facebook ads, been there, done that, tried that, or I get people telling me about Facebook ads all the time. Yeah, your advantage will come from your secrecy because secrecy builds curiosity. And if you build enough curiosity and enough incentive, which is basically result times not telling people about how you get it, then they will be very interested and they'll book a call, all right? So if you're wondering what the formula is for appointments, it's literally just incentive plus curiosity. An incentive is like, an incentive is when, is, is a reason for someone to do something because it benefits them, which is like the result. And then curiosity is not knowing how that result comes about. That's it. People will overcomplicate appointment booking. I, you can just do those two things and you'll be fine. It's all about the offer. So offer is the main thing. It's the biggest needle mover. The best copy is a good offer. You can improve your copy tenfold and accomplish the same improvement with a twofold improvement in your offer. So what I'm basically trying to say here is that like, it's the, the your biggest leverage point and the biggest needle you can use to move your business forward is going to be your offer. And that's pretty straightforward, right? And the best copy, the best script is just a good offer. If you can make someone a good offer, you can throw everything else out of the window. In fact, that's pretty much all I do from a copywriting perspective. So I spend all my time, I spend no time thinking about the copy and all the time thinking about the offer, which is basically packaging up. It's like it's your offer is how you position what you do and the result you get, right? And, and position is an important word because position basically means that you are contrasted to other things. So when I say that offer is positioning, you have to understand that your offer does not exist in a siloed vacuum. You exist as a business against all the other businesses in your market. And so you have to position yourselves in contrast to them. So you, if you focus on the positioning and you nail that and it resonates with people and it helps you stand out, then when you go to do cold calling or cold emailing, all you have to do is state the offer. That's it. Anything else is a waste of time. So those are the big things. If you nail those five, like you're pretty much 80% of the way there. But there are some other cool little things that I want to share with you. So the first thing is POC versus scale. So POC stands for proof of concept. But this is the thing. It makes me laugh when people say that like they're scaling their business, right? And I'm going to explain why. I don't mean laugh in a derogatory term. That was obviously, you know, satire. But what I mean is like when someone's making like two grand a month and their business is chaos and they say like, yeah, my plan is to scale. You can only scale what is proven to work because what exists in the micro will exist in the macro at scale. If right now your business is is just a complete mess, you know, if it's just if it's just messy and it's chaotic and you can't even, you know, think properly and you know it's just it's just complete chaos, what's going to happen is that let's say this is your business right now. So let's say this is your business right now on a small scale, right? It's like, you know, you're making like I don't know like 2k a month or even 10k a month, right? If you want to scale this, well what what's going to basically happen is it's going to get bigger. And it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And what do you know? You just have a big mess. So this is how it works. And this is how scale works is you can only scale, like you can scale anything. Like you could, you could scale an outbound system that fundamentally doesn't work. People associate scale with success. It is not really the case. Scale is just volume applied to an existing system. So you can scale your current business, but do you really want to? <laughs> so results in, a, in outbound are fractal. If you can't book any meetings, sending 100, 200 emails a day, you won't book any sending 200,000. If you send like 200 emails, that tells you about the market and your copy and your offer and your, if you're delivering properly. So if I send 200 people in my niche emails and I get no replies, I can pretty much accurately say that if I send 20,000, I'm probably not gonna get any replies. That's a model. There's gonna be a few people that reply, but what happens on the small will happen on the big. The first outbound rule is to establish a proof of concept. And once you have that, you can scale. So if you're building an outbound system, your first objective is not to book appointments. It's not to scale your business. It's not to do anything like that. It's to establish a proof of concept. And a proof of concept is basically 
that exists when your offer and your message resonates hard enough with your market to encourage them to take action to schedule a meeting. That is proof of concept. When you can do that and you can do that consistently, then you have something you can scale. Con quality. Don't get locked into thinking you have to send high volume, low quality messages. And likewise, don't think you have to send high quality, low volume. Oh, I actually fucked that up. Let's try, let's just change that. So people have this dichotomy about them where they think they need to either sit between like hyper-personalization and not sending many or sending many, but no personalization. Do both. The reason like, and, and I'm telling you, it's the pain avoidant thing again. If you want like, <laughs> the secret is to do a massive volume with massive personalization. <laughs> You're like, well, how do I do that? There's not enough time. It's like, no, there is enough time. You just don't want to do it. <laughs> outsource desperation. So this is a big one. Outbound is painful, but you should not be desperate to outsource it. The biggest mistake that I see people making with their outbound systems is outsourcing too early because they don't like it. Not liking something is not an excuse to hire someone to do it, okay? And you have to prove your worth. You have to sort of be worth your salt for whatever bloody aphorism that is. But the point here is like, just because it's not fun doesn't mean you should outsource it. And the biggest mistake I see people make is trying to hire a virtual assistant to fix their business. If client acquisition is your biggest problem in your business right now, and you're not booking appointments, why the fuck do you think a $3 an hour virtual assistant from the Philippines is going to solve the problem for you? Wrong. <laughs> virtual assistants and setters are attractive because they alleviate pain, but this is no reason to hire. No one will care about it and do it like you. So unless you're consistently booking calls, do it yourself. So you should only outsource this when you're actually getting appointments from it. The problem with this is like, if you want to automate this and have a human run it, you need to give them a proven system. Hardly anyone knows how to set appointments and hardly anyone cares about your business except from you. <laughs> so you need to learn how to do it for your business first and then you introduce someone and then there's an incentive for them to book appointments because they know how it works. Do not, for the love of God, Go and think you can hire a setter or a VA and have them fix your entire business. That's not how it works. Your spin. <clears throat> this is a big one. Thinking versus copying. People that blindly copy and paste will struggle. You must add your own simple spin to everything we teach. Even if it's just tweaking it a tiny bit, do not monkey see monkey do. Use our scripts as models and then don't blindly copy and paste. So in our program, we have scripts and we have pieces of copy, like dozens of them that work for all of the different outbound platforms. Like we've got like a bank of stimuli basically that you can expose to people that we've proven to work literally hundreds of thousands of times over the point of this is like anyone that copy and pastes people you're not going to get very far because like you have to understand it's a, it's a predictable reliable facet of human nature for people to copy and paste out of pain avoidance so i can tell you now that even though i'm giving you guys this warning 80 percent of you will still go and copy and paste stuff you'll still you'll still be looking for shiny objects and you'll still be going and looking for copy so like everyone does that, right? And like, if you, if you do what everyone else does, you'll have what everyone else has, which is suffering in this, in this market, right? Basically, I'm not saying you, you shouldn't copy and paste, although I am saying that. I'm saying that if you do decide to copy and paste, you should use the thing that you're copying as a framework or a model, not something that is, you know, blessed by the Holy Father that will fix your business. That's not how it works. Vagueness. You need to keep your outbound messaging vague and never overshare details. So this relates back to what we talked about earlier about the result thing. But curiosity is one of the driving forces of human behavior. People scheduled to learn about your offer and product. If you tell them everything, they have less of a reason to schedule. So this is a, this is a true thing, right? If you tell everyone, everyone everything they need to know about your product and service, they have no reason to schedule. Because you're going to think, oh, but if they know everything and it's a good fit, then they'll schedule to buy. No, <laughs> that's not how it works. If you want people to buy from you, you need to wrap everything you do in emotion and pain on a call 
You can't just send them an email in a loom saying, this is the pricing. God forbid you have tears or like, you know, bronze, platinum and iron and all that shit. People that have like those like packages, you just don't get it. If you have your pricing on your website, you are going to struggle to acquire clients. And I'm talking specifically for high ticket coaches or marketing agencies. If you're a SaaS business product, you're going to need, you know, you're going to need the price. The more information people have, the less curiosity they have about your offer, the less likely they are to schedule. Even if the information you provide them is compelling, they're very unlikely to schedule if they have it all. Human beings are like squirrels, especially business owners. Like They're like squirrels. They like to feel safe. So what they do is they get on calls, they gather as much information as they can, they take the nut, so to speak, then they go and bury it, and then they think if there's a rainy day, they'll use it. That's how most people work. They want options. So if you give them all the information without hopping on a call, they're going to go and bury it maybe for a rainy day, which will never come, Right. So you need to remember that less is more when it comes to this stuff in terms of your messaging. And if you want someone to buy, you need them to be on a call. And if you need them, to, if you want them to be on a call, they need to have less understanding of what you do. Outreach lag is very simple. In Outbound, the work you do today is the result you get in two to four weeks. There is a lag between doing outreach and booking calls. So this is where most people go wrong because they don't actually stick around and they don't give their systems enough consistency to actually see the results. They do like three or four days of one thing with one piece of copy and it doesn't work and they get all emotional and then they move on or they get like a response from someone and then like they think oh i'll just change it this is why you have to be consistent right but there's there's this let there's there's a there's a principle in systems thinking called latency and it basically means that like there's a, a delay between inputs and outputs right and this is this is true in outbound so just bear that in mind next time you're going to change something just you need to give it like two three four weeks before you know truly next thing is doubt conditioning Oh, I think I might have lied to you. Oh, no, there are, there are 13 things because there was a zero up here. <laughs> Sorry. So the next thing is doubt conditioning. And this is a huge, huge one. You must condition doubt or fear out of your mind. So it's very difficult to build, uh, to rationally build an outbound system when you are riddled with your own insecurities and fears and doubts about it working. So you have to condition it out of your mind. And there's a very easy way to do this. So you have to understand, first of all, that doubt and fear, they stem from, once again, pain avoidance. Because fundamentally... You have, to, you have to observe this properly to understand it, right? What do we know, right? So if we do outbound, right, then what's going to happen is potentially we're going to book sales calls, right? And then if we do sales calls, we might have to deliver results. And then if we deliver results, we might have to deal with a new life. Now, this most people think they want this, and they do, but a fragment of them, a part of their personality, is terrified of this. Don't know how to sell, don't know how to deliver results, terrified of stepping out of the comfort zone. So when you compile all of this doubt and fear down the line, it's all channeled where? Onto outbound. Because outbound is the key for you to face your fears with sales. It's the key for you to face the pain and fear of delivering results. And it's also the key for you basically living a new life, which is way outside of your comfort zone and your current you know, safety. So outbound basically is, is one of the most terrifying. It's the, it's the reason everyone finds getting clients so hard is because a part of them doesn't want clients. Because to have clients means to become someone else, which means to let go of who you currently are, which your ego doesn't like. So this is really all just driven by the unconscious and the ego, but you're going to be terrified. And if you've got fear and doubt, it's a sign that like fundamentally you're afraid of what happens if you do outreach. And if you're afraid of it, you need to face it. But if you don't know why, then you're fucked. So whenever you have a thought or feeling that is negative towards outreach, you need to open your phone or whatever it is you're doing outreach on and do more outreach. So this is what I did. You have to meet doubt and fear head on with action, even if it's 3 a.m. When I was doing cold outreach for my business, right, this was a couple of years ago in mine. I don't do it anymore, fortunately enough, right? I escaped the, the, the clutches of it and you can with enough consistency. 
what I what I basically found is that every, and any time that I had a shred of fear or a shred of uncertainty, I would condition like I would create like a zap in my mind, like an if this then that statement. In my in my with my body, it was literally if I feel doubt, fear, or anxiety to do with outbound or outreach, then I do more outbound or outreach. So what this meant is like even if I woke up at two in the morning and I was like thinking, oh fuck, I bet I'm going to wake up to no replies. I'd get, I'd go and get my laptop and I'd send like five more cold emails. And it's a, it might sound weird to do that, but over time what happens is your brain will essentially realize that every time it tries to stop you from facing pain, you face pain. So it, it basically just, it shuts down its pain avoidance systems. It's the best way to do it, honestly. If you're afraid or if you've got doubt about outreach, just, just condition your brain every single time that comes up. It doesn't matter where you are. I don't care if you're at a funeral. You pull out your phone, you start sending cold messages because your life depends on this and the person's funeral at doesn't because <laughs> they're dead. No, that was obviously satire. Please don't call me out on that. But you get the point, right? I'm using jokes to make these points. I can't believe I just said that. Oh, well, fuck it. Right. So that's the point with doubt conditioning. You have to condition your mind to fear nothing and doubt nothing when it comes to this. So if you random if you randomly sat there eating your dinner with your family, 6 p.m. on a Saturday night, and you think, oh God, I've got to do outreach on Monday, just bang, phone out, messages sent, or bang, Instagram out, lead source, just send like three or four. And it's a great way to increase your volume, but you'll find that the first few days or weeks of you doing this, you're constantly just doing it. And then you'll become so aware of the doubt and you'll become more aware of it, and that'll be very useful. And the last one is lead quality paradox. Reach out and schedule everyone, regardless of how qualified they seem. So I truly mean this when I say this, that beggars can't be choosers. If you don't have many appointments right now, you're in no position to tell people who you can and can't talk to, right? So I don't care if you're talking to businesses that would never be able to buy from you in a million years because they've got no money. The, the thing about lead quality is you don't know, like, pe- like the, mo- the main thing is like people having money. So you're going to look at that business and be like, oh, they're not really making enough money. Like, God, f- the f- fucking the most stupid thing I see people do is they're like, oh, I'm not going to source that lead because they've got less than 10,000 Instagram followers. I've got less than 10,000 Instagram followers and I make like 300, 400 grand a month. Imagine if you didn't source me because you were worried about financial qualification. I can tell and that that sounds egotistical, but you, I'm hoping you understand the point there. Like you should source everyone and talk to everyone. You cannot prejudge a business and its operational infrastructure and financial income on its fucking Instagram followers. It's the worst advice people have ever given in this bloody industry. And it, it vexes me. Now, there's a, there's, there's a likelihood and a correlation between brands or businesses that have less followers and they're making less money. Yes, it's a good it's a good indicator of their level of success. But you don't know anything about that brand, right? So you can't decide whether or not they're the right fit for you based on one vanity metric. Because you don't the person when you talk to someone, if they seem unqualified, you don't know who they have access to that might have money. You don't know how much money that the owner has in savings, right? You don't know if they're about to blow up and become one of the most successful businesses in your industry and take you along for the ride with them. It's like you don't know anything about them, so you can't prejudge them. You, you just can't afford to do it because you literally don't have any appointments, right? So you should talk to everyone because you also don't know who they know who might be a good fit. It's like, oh, well, I'm really glad you took this call because most people never talk to me because they assume I haven't got money. But here's three people who probably are going to do quite well that you can probably talk to. Talk to everyone. Beggars literally cannot be choosers, right? So, although they can, I bought a meal deal for a homeless man the other day and he specifically asked me, for what he wanted he wanted a ham sandwich prawn cocktail crisps and a chocolate milkshake which if you ask me is quite criminal from a meal deal perspective anyone that's from the uk will understand that meal deals are quite a sensitive topic here so i did buy it for him extremely reluctantly because of what he asked for but you get the point but beggars cannot be choosers in this instance okay 
Those are the 13 things that like I wish I knew when I started outreach. I'm not sure what I'm going to title this video yet. By the way, if you like even after, after watching this, if you apply this stuff, outbound should become a lot easier. If you want to speed this up and you really just want to make it fast, you can click the first link in the description. Shamelessly going to plug it. It's not a, there's no like webinar or course 997 course or any of that crap. There's a link in the description. It's a video of me explaining how we help people get clients. You can click it. You don't have to. I don't really mind. But you can schedule a call with one of our team members and explore the program. We can demo it out. Like I said, I, it's up to you. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try and like force you to do something or pretend that the price goes up if you don't schedule now or that we've only got 10 slots left. It's all bullshit, right? You're going to see straight through that. Anyway, I hope this video found you well. I hope you found it useful. You see that little red button? You can subscribe if you want to. Comment anything you want to comment. Like it if you liked it. See you in the next one. Cheers.